Hello. Hello. How are you? Dude, we're back. Yeah, we got to stop saying that. We're back. <laughs> we keep being gone in order for us to be back. Dude, Eminem does it in every single album he's ever put out. Guess who's back? Back again. He was never gone. Who's long. Eminem? I don't know. Anyway. I heard it on the at public school. <laughs> That's why you'll be homeschooled. Anyway, super happy to be back. We've had a really busy couple of weeks here. Um, granted what do you got going on man? dude we got work stuff just finished up school and i'm about to be married here pretty soon which comes with weeks weeks we're talking like five weeks from the day five sundays from today like right now five sundays from now we're gonna be five cents uh, probably finishing up dinner <laughs> at my wedding <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy. But with that comes a lot of traveling and a lot of final touches. Yeah. And then you had finals for school. Yes. And so did I. And it's been an absolutely crazy year, but really good too. And in a lot of ways, but also very hard and difficult. So it was both hard and difficult. Both? Same. Yeah. Both. Are you telling me that you had to use your brain and your mind? Heart and my soul. Wow. And my strength. All of them. That's anyway. Anyways, so what are we getting into today, Mister Grantholomew? We are getting into something that I think a lot of people, I would say, every Christian has gone through this at some point or another, and it's spiritual depression. Mm. Go ahead and throw a definition out there. Yeah. Let's so get the, let's get the combo started. Very, um, very basic definition. Very simple. This is our definition. We this made it. Is, yeah, this is a definition we came up with ourselves. Um, but spiritual depression is a feeling of joylessness in our relationship with Christ. Mm. So, for you, what would you? How have you experienced that? You said every Christian experiences that. I mean, yeah. I know I haven't. Yeah, like, there's. Well, of course not. I mean, <laughs> um, so how how have you experienced spiritual depression in your own life? And you obviously like. Share what you would like, but you don't got to say your deepest, darkest secret. Yeah, like, no. How have you experienced it? For me, it's been like, I don't know. It's like, I'll be good for a while. I'm excited to get into the word and I'm excited to learn and read these things and, you know, go to my classes or whatever, uh, whatever you may have. But then you kind of hit this wall almost to where it's like, I'm really not excited to do these things. I really don't have that burning desire like I did to get into the word, to read these books, to just learn and to take it a step further for myself. It's like, I don't have a desire to be around people. I don't have a a burning passion to be going to church. Yeah. And it just becomes like this mundaneness. Yeah. To where absolutely, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like doing these things. Um, I know in my heart of hearts, like, yes, of course I'm a believer. I've been saved. I know I'm um, supposed to do these things. Yeah, I know these are things I'm supposed to be doing. And I know if I don't want to feel this way, I probably should do those things. But I just don't want to. Yeah. that's. Um, I mean, that's. I feel like that's so relatable for, for me as well. Growing up in the church, you're always told to read your Bible, read your Bible, mm-hmm. pray, do these things, come to church and everything like that. Right. And at a young age, I never liked doing that because it just wasn't interesting. When I got saved... And this is why this this particular thing we're getting into today that's very 
very relatable to me. When you get saved, all these things happen. Your heart comes to life. It's you start new. seeing everything. It's all, it's all great. And then eventually it just becomes this mundane thing. And, mm-hmm. and it's hard to get out of. It's like, what is this What is this type of depression that we're talking about right now? We, we have recently found a really, it's, it's a treasure, I think, in the Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones podcasts on Apple Podcasts, at least. I don't know about any of the others because they're all like inferior. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Grant's a huge Spotify guy. But um but yeah, this this podcast was on spiritual depression and we got this this recommendation. We we love to talk to you guys, our listeners. We love to to help in any way that we can. And so one one of my cousins actually, his name's Corey Bland, and he told me this would be something that would be really interesting to talk about is like what what do we do whenever we we don't have any desire to be doing anything? That's that we know we should be. Yeah. And we like, get like, we're just plain old tired of doing what is good. Yeah. Right. And that's, it, it gets to a point of, I don't want to feel like this. Well, then maybe you should turn and do these things. And it's like, well, I, I those are the things I don't really want to do. And those are the things I know I should. And we're okay. So let's just get it. Let's, let's talk about this because yeah. we're going to talk about one specific type of spiritual depression. There are, there are a few um, different types of spiritual depression, but we're going to talk about the two, we're going to talk about two that are very, very, I think, relatable nowadays, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one being this one, don't be weary from doing good. Mm. We're going to fill this whole episode with just that one. And then this next episode or maybe another one after that, we're going to do discipline. Yeah. Why? Like spiritual disciplines. Why don't I want to do them? Yeah. You know, so today particularly, we're going to get into why don't I want to do good? Yeah. Or why, why am I, you know, why am I so tired? Why am I so fatigued from this? Why am I not finding joy in in them like I used to? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's hop on right on in there. In Galatians 6, 9, this is what it says. Let us not become weary in doing good. So we're going to describe this right here. In in Galatians, we see Paul is talking to the, the church at Galatia. He's saying, let us not become weary in doing good. So there's some sense in which he's probably speaking directly to the people that have a problem there, right? Yeah. He's not just saying this in a, in some sort of like bubble like, Oh, by the way, just in case this happens, you probably should avoid yeah. being weary over doing good. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's talking right at these people. Hey, I see you're working hard for the Lord, but I see you're also like you're you're losing this joy that I that I saw you have before. Yeah. Well, even in the context of the entirety of the book of Galatians, it's kind of Paul's letter of like, Hey, you guys were doing good, and then someone came around and knocked you off off the railroad tracks, like, and now you need to get back on and be reminded of the true gospel. Remi- okay, okay, that's a good point. Yeah. What was the thing that knocked him off? So this is, a, this can be, we haven't even wrote this down. This is just conversation. Mm-hmm. What was that thing that knocked the Galatians off? False teachers. False gospel, right? Yeah. So that's huge. Like, I haven't even, I didn't really think about that too much. Yeah. False doctrine, man. Yeah. Right out of the gate. Yeah. That's That's something that knocked him off. And yeah. I, well, and I think when we read that too, it's like, we kind of look at the book of Galatians and we're like, wow, what a bunch of idiots who got knocked off by some false doctrine or false teachers, like as if we're not susceptible to that. Mm. But we are all the time. It may not be in the form of like, hey, these false teachers came in and said, hey, here's a different gospel, not that there is one. But but they were they would say that. Yeah. They would say this is the real gospel. Right. You have to <laughs> you have to get circumcised to be saved, yeah. right? You have to follow the law to be saved. Well, and we get so bogged down by everything else too that can often lead to this spiritual depression 
you know, just things on the outside. It doesn't have to be a false teacher necessarily coming in or a false doctrine coming in, but we just get bogged down by things. Like like what particularly? Like worldly things. Oh, yeah. The news, social media. Biden. Oh, did you just say that on the mic? (laughs) Them libs, boy. Insane. No, but yeah. Just joking. I mean, these are things that can definitely get us kind of bogged down so like when paul says let us not become weary in doing good like that's addressed to he's telling he they're dealing with this yeah he's telling christians this yeah so what is this type of spiritual depression i i I think that this is the type that you just don't find joy in the things god anymore yeah you know maybe and i don't really know who we're speaking to right now there could be a whole multitude of people we have some people in mind and we're going to talk to them hopefully this is relatable to you as well yeah. And we're talking to ourselves, to be honest. This is stuff that we need to hear too. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to need this podcast. So I want to go I'm back a, and I'm going to turn it on. I'm like, yes, I needed reminding. This is this is not how I'm, how it's supposed to be. We're going to get into that. But yeah, of course. This is the type of depression we just don't find joining the things of God. Whether that's church, sitting under the teaching of the word, and praising God with our voices. And whether that's opening up your Bible and having some sort of quiet time together. Whether that's studying doctrine learning mm-hmm. about learning more about who god is yeah. whether that's praying it can be a whole multitude of things but this is this is the type of person that's going through a spiritual funk yeah maybe they're that that person that really looks good on the outside right but they're going through a real spiritual funk and now this is something that i have have been through you know people people would look at me like oh there's Josiah you know he's he's that guy in seminary all and he's put all put together nah, buddy i'm not mm-hmm. you know i struggle sometimes yeah and we struggle we don't have to be afraid to say that. Right. Right? So when we're, remember back, right, Grant? Remember back when you were a new believer and when I was a new believer? This was not that long ago for us. No. For me, it was, I was eight, 17 or 18. And for you, it was when? Like four years ago. Yeah. So we're, we can remember this well. When Probably. we were, and we were both raised in the church. So we had this background. Of, we, we had the head knowledge. Oh, man. Dude, you were in Bible drills. I was in I just Bible found drills. that out, dude. That's so dude, sick. I balled out in Bible drills. Side note, I was just in a, at my church, uh, Bloomfield Baptist Church. I was in this, I, I've been, I'm an intern, I'm the pastoral intern at this church, and I've been going and visiting each class every Wednesday. I'd visit a new class. I'd start with the kindergartners, go with the preschool class. I'd go with any class. So I got to the sixth grade class, and we were doing, they were doing Bible drills. They were tough, bro. Classic. They were good. So I so I had to like, you know, I'm in seminary, so I had to see like <laughs> can I compete with Billy these kids? Madison playing dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, they it was I I beat them, not gonna lie. Like I beat them, but <laughs> dude, they were so close to getting me a couple different times. Yeah, man. I was like, snap. Actually, I think I did lose a couple. Dude, Bible like, drills I gotta, is the real deal. I gotta freshen up in my books of the Bible. Dude, we're about to start doing Bible drills again. Dude, I swear. We <laughs> we need to. <laughs> but we 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 were in the church, bro. Yeah, we know the stuff. Yeah, we know about we know about what happened. We know in the, the garden of the Bible, Eden. front to back. Boy, we know what happened with David and Goliath. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you. But it wasn't until we were older that we 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 were saved. Yeah, it meant and we something. started seeing this truth. So mm-hmm. remember back, right? Right. Young believer, learning so many new things, seeing all these beautiful doctrines. Oh yeah, doctrine after doctrine. For me. It was the doctrines of grace, right? Like election, mm. predestination. It was those things. It, it really, truly was. Yeah. That started blowing my mind because I had never seen anything like that in my no, church. Neither. 
So those things started blowing me away. Sovereignty of God. Yeah. The the holiness of God. All in an all new light. It was like a never ending supply of new doctrines that was just hitting me and hitting me and hitting me. And looked at the glory of, of God and his all of his attributes, just learning about who God is. I was seeing the gospel in the most beautiful way. You know, I started to see myself as a sinner. Yeah. I started to understand the the weight of this whole deal. That yeah. I am a sinner and God and like just imagine, you know, that that early period of time in mm-hmm. your life where you're just starting to put these pieces together like oh my gosh. Well, that's God the... actually came down and died for me. Yeah. I mean, that's that's something that really struck me too because once I did become a genuine believer, like I was going to church the whole time like we were saying, but once I became a genuine believer, it's like people started to notice. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, I'm really starting to see a change in Grant, you know. And then my you know, my brother, you know, people would come talk to him. They're like, oh, yeah, and last time I saw your brother, we were, you know, out doing this, that, and the other. And he's like, oh, well, he's actually really changed his life. And it was like, oh, you know, I'm like, I'm feeling good about myself. And then, mm-hmm. like, once I did really start to learn and just dive in and hunger more for, like, just the things of God... It was like, oh, actually, no, I'm slaw, and I didn't do anything. <laughs> I'm slaw. I did literally nothing. <laughs> like it was all God. It was nothing that I did or could have done. Like I can't earn that. Yeah. Oh, dude, and that's see, just just knowing that it was the most freeing thing. Yeah. This does gospel, not depend dude. on me. This oh, doesn't depend on me it, at all. It just hits you hard. So oh you gosh. start changing, right? Yeah. There's this momentum you got. So follow this thread, young believer learning these new things, learning about the real, the true gospel, just absolutely falling in love with who God is, seeing the beauty of God for the, for the really, truly for the first time. Right. All these, all these things that you were taught as a kid started to make sense more. Mm-hmm. And so your life starts to change. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's part of our, our goal here for, for a seeker start. Like we want people to, to see God and know God and be changed by and him. fall in love with him. Yeah. Not, and, and, and then obey him. Right. We don't right. want just people here know this stuff. We want people to obey God, but yeah. we don't all we also don't we don't want people to just obey God without loving him, right? Cuz that's not actually obeying God. Yeah, this isn't right? a matter of filling your heads, it's a matter of filling your hearts. Yeah. Bar. So bar bar. <laughs> so we we that is that's what happens. You start changing, right? Yeah. You learn the gospel, you learn about who God is. You start changing all this momentum. And then it comes to a point. Comes to this place Maybe a year, maybe two, maybe less, maybe more. Maybe more. Could be anything. Could be an in-between. <laughs> it could literally be any time. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, things just start becoming monotonous. Yeah. Where once all these doctrines were hitting you and hitting you and hitting you. Oh, yeah. Now it's like you're at your church where once it was so easy to serve. Where once it was so easy to come in and and sing praise to God. Where once it was so easy to come and sit in, under a pastor and hear the word preached. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's just really hard. Mm-hmm. And you have to force yourself almost, right? It's like, oh, I just gotta do it, right? Well, before it's like you're you're walking you're walking along a river and you find gold. You're like, oh my goodness, there's gold. Obviously, you're gonna get down on your hands and knees and you're gonna dive down and grab it 
And then it almost gets to a point to where it's like you're walking through a parking lot and there's a quarter on the ground and it's like, yeah, I could grab it. I could kind of live without it though. Mm. You know? I mean, that's how it is for me. Yeah, anyway. it's like we literally forgot the fact that it's like, still gold. It's though. gold. Yeah. It's not a quarter. We, it's not. We're looking at, it's like, it's almost like we we walked around because we're not used to seeing gold, right? Right. <laughs> it's like we're walking around and we're in this big pile of rocks, you know, in this gravel lot. And we look down, there's a, a massive chunk of gold, right? Yeah. But now we're, we're used to walking around in, in a chunk of gold lot. Yeah. <laughs> like we're just used to seeing these, these massive truths that really just like blow you away. And now we look at God like, okay, I know that God is sovereign over all things, but like, okay. And I know that Jesus saved me from my sins, but it's like, I know that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell me that. Right. I mean, if you, even if you told me that, it, would, it wouldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know. I know, man. I've been known this. Yeah, I know that. I'm the one who told you. <laughs> you know, and so it's almost like a sitcom. Yeah. You're watching TV. How many times can, first of all, my cousin Corey, who this who requested this episode, he can watch, He's. I'm pretty sure he's watched The Office more than any person ever. He's watched The Office like eight times fully through. Wow. He watches it every night before he goes to sleep. Can, can I confess something? What? I've never seen it all the way through once. I don't know. I only watch Left Behind. (laughs) (laughs) But it's almost like you watch, you know, an episode or, okay, The Avengers. You watched Endgame. Now you, you seen it the first time. It's like, oh my gosh, bro. First of all, some people hated it, which like, why? You watched Endgame. Mind blowing. It crazy. Insane. Then you watch it again. It's like. Oh, that was a pretty good movie. Yeah. Nice. I know. I mean, I liked it. Yeah. I, I know what's going to happen next. Right. You know, there is a, there is one guy that watched Endgame like a thousand times or something stupid. For a, a thousand For a Guinness times? Book of World Record. Yeah. That's the size of the point. So it's like the gospel all of a sudden, the attributes of God all of a sudden become something like a sitcom. We've, we've seen this before. We know about it. Mm-hmm. And it, and it loses its power. It loses its fervor. And so when all that loses its power, when the, when the truths of God lose their power in your life, the work of God is going to become harder for you too. Yeah. Cause it's just in general, it just follows suit. Yeah. There's just nothing making you want to do it. It's like, yeah, I know how this goes. And, and a lot of times you do still do it, but it's just kind of like, I'm doing this because it's what I'm supposed to do. I'm yeah. not gathering joy from this. I'm not worshiping in this. I'm just, I'm doing it. Now, in your personal life, to continue this saga, you're in a spiritual depression. It starts to develop because this routine you get in, mm. you feel like you've come to an end of the beautiful things of God, right? Mm-hmm. The things that you once saw, so beautiful. The gospel, right? Attributes of God, so beautiful, so fresh. Now it's it's a routine. Yeah. Now it's normal. And when you talk about the gospel, it's not as bright and glorious as when you first heard it or, yeah. when, or when you first believed it, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like your relationship with God, it feels more like a grind now than, than you know, like the just the utmost joy that it was before. Yeah. And I think, I mean, what profession, what, what thing in the physical world, because we're talking about spiritualists, so let's go into like this physical world, right? Mm. What, what job? Yeah. Isn't like that. 
Oh yeah, what, no one knows more than me. <laughs> <laughs> so to say something about that. Because oh yeah, like I mean, with with some of the jobs that I've had, I'll take my my coffee shop job. I was working as a barista or coffee bartender, as I like to call them. Barista sounds a little bit more feminine, but yeah, when I was going to get this job, I was hype. I was so pumped because it's like I love coffee. Heck yeah, this is going to be awesome. I get to work with coffee. I get to serve people. This is going to be great. And then after a little while, I'm like, you know, this whole waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning thing, it was like 4.30 in the morning thing, mm-hmm. it's not so great. And you know what? This job's kind of boring now. Like, yeah, it's just okay. It's just, I'm just doing the same thing every single day. Yeah, I've learned how to make all the lattes. Yeah. And all the macchiatos. And all the drinks that I load up with espresso that I create myself. Yeah, I mean, whenever... I remember back whenever I first started playing basketball at my, my college, it was like, oh, I'm playing in college, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm a freshman. Yeah. You know, I made it finally. I've been working to get to college. It's like, wow. That first semester goes by, you're on its high, you're working hard, everything's going so, you have so much motivation, even though it's really hard work, you're not even used to that type of work. Yeah. Your motivation is so high because you're, you're here. You got a locker room, bro. You got an arena. Yeah. Like, bro, you are you're set, man. Yeah. Everything's going well. But then like the second semester hits or even into like sophomore season and everything is hard now. Like yeah. there's not a lot of motivation. No. My only motivation is I don't want to get screamed at by my coach, yeah. which was a good motivation. For you. But yeah, I mean, it happens this type of this weird funk that we get in can happen in anything. Yeah. Even our spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have a couple of different warnings here um, for this type of spiritual depression. Now this, these warnings are from Dr. Martin Lloyd Jones. Um, we thought they were amazing and we're going to say them briefly, maybe talk about them a little bit, but these are things we got to watch out for. These are things that are so harmful. And I think at the underlying theme of these types of warnings and these types of, of temptations to, to bow down to these warnings yeah. that we're about to say it's spiritual warfare. Yeah. <laughs> like there really is this, there is and as much as I like get annoyed by talking about spiritual warfare, it's real. Yeah. It's very real. The devil is not some imaginary thing. Like he's, yeah. he's just as real as we are. Yeah. So he's on the offensive all the time towards us. Mm-hmm. And he wants to he wants to kill you. He wants to ki- kill, still destroy. Dang, what's that from? I don't know. I saw it in a movie. Oh, I was really hoping you just made it up <laughs> on the spot. That would have been sick. We could have made T-shirts. Oh man, Seeker Star, made so much kill, money. still destroy. Try saying kill, steal, kill, steal. Doesn't that seem weird? Kill, steal, <laughs> destroy. It's kill, still destroy. Still, yeah. Like, be still? Yeah, you just can't, like, I don't know, flows better. Kill, steal. Yeah, you have to you have to say them both the same way. Destroy. But Satan wants to kill you. He doesn't He doesn't have any regard for, for you. He wants you to be joyless in life. Yeah. And he wants you to give up joy. That's our first one. He mm. wants you to give in to hopelessness. It's over. Give up. Yeah. End it. End your walk with Christ. He can't fulfill you. No. He couldn't do that if he tried. You see how you feel right now? That's how you're going to feel forever. 
Yeah. Because. You might as well just give up now. Yeah. Right? Walk away from it. That is a real temptation. Yeah. And that is something we see so often now. Look at all these people. Look at all these people that are giving up. Like, I forget. I think it's Paul Maxwell. Right? Yeah. The the dude from Desiring God. I mean, there's so many... Like we, we're, I feel like it's we're seeing it more. Maybe I'm just like noticing it now, but like uh, uh, we're seeing it? it a lot from a old boy from a Hawk Nelson. Oh yeah, not yeah. Hawk. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, I firmly believe that the guy's name was Hawk Nelson. No way. Oh, oh, you thought you thought his name was Hawk. Nelson. I thought like the lead singer's <laughs> name of Hawk Nelson, which like so so amateur of me. I had someone try to tell me that they thought. The lead singer of Nickelback's last name was Nickelback. I'm like, no, it's actually Kroger. Like, just because <laughs> that's the name of the band doesn't mean, like, it's not how it works. Oh, man. Like, his name's not James Metallica. <laughs> his name's James <laughs> Anyway, I digress. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, walking away from the faith, it's, it's insane in which, I don't know, that's a whole other episode on its own of walking away from the faith and what entails into that. But, yeah, I mean, it's... It's absolutely insane, and I've I've even talked to a lot of people that are like, dude, part of me wants to just like throw go in back, the towel. Yeah, go back to the the things I was doing before. Just start going back to the bars. Oh yeah, hold on though, we're good about to get into that. Yeah. Oh my voice cracked. Dude, my voice cracked. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't happened in so long, bro. You need a drink of water. I thought I was growing out Something. of that phase of my life. Anyway, do. there's always one. The second, the second point I think is is equally as as important. And it's kind of similar. It just involves perseverance in a in a weird way. It's don't give up the fight for joy. Yeah. Right? So the first one was don't, don't give, give in. in to hopelessness. The second yeah. point is don't give up the fight for joy. Yeah. So after, you know, don't give in to hopelessness, it's not like, okay, I won't be hopeless and then I'll just sit. No, it's like don't give in to hopelessness, but also don't give up the fight for joy. Seek joy in Christ. Yeah, and but... This type of this type of this is what this looks like. You face the fact you're going to be joyless forever. I've lost my joy. I'll never get it back. Just grind through it mm. till the end of time. Till my life on earth is over. You still have this faith where it's like I know Jesus is real, but I also I don't really think I'm ever going to have that same joy that I ever that I had from the beginning. Yeah. This this hopelessness is never going to end. And what happens is you start you, you you go to church. Yeah. You're not going to give up on God. You're not going to give him, give up on God. You're just going to start making church a tradition for you. Yeah. And it's just this duty. It's this joyless event that... Yeah, I said duty, didn't I? Duty, didn't oh, my <laughs> gosh. He looked at me and smiled <laughs> right when I said it. I'm so sick of you, bro. <laughs> dude, you, I was on a roll. You got to know better. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Come on. Um but, no, it, but church becomes a tradition. And you see that. You see that yeah. in a lot of churches to where it's like, this is what we do on Sunday. We go to church, we go to lunch, we take a nap, we go throughout the rest of our day and the rest of our week, and that's the end of it. It's just, we're doing church, right? Do not accept hopelessness. You, there is joy in Christ. There is. And this, second, this third point here, yeah, it goes right in line with it. Yeah, and that's don't pursue artificial stimulant and this is something that that martin lloyd jones said that like blew me away dude so good don't pursue artificial stimulants things that are going to bring you a temporary 
quote unquote high. Well, you're not you're not finding joy in Christ. You got to find it somewhere, right? You know, we got to look somewhere else because obviously Christ isn't going to fulfill our joy. Yeah, and people will pursue it in alcohol or drugs or in entertainment, social media, huge one. Got to get those likes. Got to get that approval from man. You know, you got those people that that smoke cigarettes addicted yeah. to nicotine. Right, cool. hey, um, not feeling it there. Got to go burn a couple down. To man, feel something. I'm just really, you know, yeah. it's 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 relying on something. It's yeah. relying on something. That's the problem. Yeah, right. It's I I cannot find joy in Christ, so I'm gonna figure out a way to have joy. Yeah, one I'm really guilty of is uh, music. Yeah, if I'm like not feeling joy, like I've literally got playlists on like every music platform of just like, dude, I'm pressed. Mm-hmm. Let's turn this on, and then it's like, oh. I can relate to this kind of not really. And it's usually like depressing music. Of too. course. The so whole we just we just make ourselves feel very comfortable in our depression. Yep. We enjoy it. Ooh, don't you ooh, that's tough, bro. We enjoy it. We get into these funks and then it's like We don't want out. Man, I hate this and I'm gonna complain to everyone around me. I don't want to say complain. We vent it to everyone around us, and then they say, Hey, yeah, have you been spending time in the Word? Well, no, not really. Oh, well, how's your prayer life? Well, you know, it's not very good. All this stuff. Oh, spend time with other people. And you're like, yeah, thanks. I appreciate the help. And then they're like, oh, I'll be praying for you. Thank you so much. You turn away from that conversation. You're like, nah. Oh, dude. No, I, I want to stay here. I like Like it. anything we say is not a, a generalization. Of that's, course. That's going to work for every situation. Right. But that is relatable. Yeah. What you just said. You know, that's relatable to me. And I feel like I didn't even... Like think about it that way. Yeah, I I feel like that 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 happens to me. Something. You know, I'm just going through this and this and this. Oh, bro, I'm praying for you. Thanks, man. I really appreciate Thanks, it. Yeah. But no, it's like okay. A lot of times, a lot of times when people bless you, thanks. I don't Anyways. bless. I don't bless. I'm not a, a pope. Well then. So a lot of times when people do that to me, I'll just forget about it. Yeah. It's like, oh, can you pray for me? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I got you. I'll, for, I'll, I'll maybe have good intentions. Yep. Forget about it. And then I'll remember like three days later, I'm like, oh, crap, I sh- probably should have prayed for him. Hey, how's it going? But anyways, we can't find joy in Christ, so we try to find it in other things, those artificial stimulants. Um, but this is also done in the church. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, these artificial stimulants, these things that artificially stimulate joy in life, yeah. right? And so what happens in the church? How do we see this? Well, what happens is you have these pastors who maybe start out really, really focused on the gospel. Yeah. Maybe really focused on discipleship, doing things the the biblical way, right? Studying the scriptures. Yeah. (laughs) Walking these people through sound doctrine, Mm -hmm. equipping their church. And then what happens? The church goes through this same type of of depression. Yeah. Hey, we're not seeing much growth here, buddy. Man, I'm really not. I don't know what we're supposed to do over here next (laughs) year, buddy. I'm not seeing like these people come in here very joyful yeah now that may be a problem and it it does need fixed of course but what is the fix right it's not movies at church yeah or whatever dumb thing you have to think of i remember seeing one and it was the month of march so they set up an entire basketball court on the stage and the pastor was just like walking around dribbling the ball and shooting some hoops on stage i'm like that's an oof what it's a what an oof a what an oof yeah. Grant hates that, but you know, like, and not to okay. I don't want to. I don't want to come off as, as too harsh on these dudes, but of course. it's a big deal. It's a what's huge happening deal. is 
And it gets me fired up, to be yeah. completely honest. Oh, same. What happens is these people are needing to continue through this discipleship. Yeah. Like, this is a time in their life they're struggling. Okay, we got to push them through this. Yeah. We're not going to change what we're doing with the scriptures. No. Because what people do is because they're dealing with, they, they're dealing with this depression, pastors think, oh, we got to do something else. So what do we do? What's the first thing to go? We start, we start doing things more fun. What does that mean? We got to stop teaching so long. Yeah. We got to start t- we got to start putting in jokes to the sermons. Yeah. In order to stimulate this this smile on someone's face, which is what it is, a smile and you leave and your heart's equally as depressed as it was before they started doing all this well, stuff. Well, and it takes it right back around up to Galatians 6. Do not grow weary of doing good. Don't be dismayed don't, by false doctrine. Well, don't and, and don't be weary of doing good. Your your first priority is to preach God's word to mm-hmm. these people. Preach the word in season, out of season. Doesn't matter what their faces look like. Yeah. You have to preach the word. You, you can't you can't be weary about their reaction if you're preaching the word of God. Yeah. You're like the mouthpiece from God to these people that you're preaching to. Like you have to be faithful on that. Yeah. So what happens is ultimately churches will try to stimulate this mm-hmm. this joy artificially. Yeah. And we can't we can't do that. We can't go to churches that do that. No. Like <laughs> we need to get slapped in the face with truth sometimes. And it's good. Yeah. I need it. I need my boy Grant to smack me up with some truth sometimes. I just need to be smacked right in the face. I can do that. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> but how do we Okay, so we talked about what it is. We talked about um, some warnings to avoid mm-hmm. or some temptations to just cast out of your mind. Yeah. Um, how do we, how do we fix this? How do we help? Like, how do we start to heal in these areas? Well, I think to kind of go back to, I know we're putting a lot of emphasis on this. Um, Martin Lloyd Jones thing that we've been listening to, but I mean, he absolutely nails he says it on some head. stuff. Yeah. He says some great stuff. And I, I'd say number one is to know how great your life is. Um, Martin Lloyd-Jones says that the the Christian life alone is worthy of the name life. It's it's the only good and perfect way to live if it's done right. Christ himself lived the Christian life. Yes. He's God. Yes. We're Christians, meaning we follow him. Yes, we have him (laughs) living in us. We've been given the Holy Spirit. We've been given the word of God to to show us the will of God for our lives, that we're supposed to be going out and witnessing the people, that we're supposed to be living a holy life that's blameless before him. Yeah. Right? We're supposed to be loving God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Right. We're supposed to be loving our neighbor as ourselves. Yeah. These are the things that is the Christian life, and these are the exact the exact things that are perfect. Mm. These are perfect because God says this is the way. Yeah. The Mandalorian. Yes. I was so a line of questions that Martin Lloyd-Jones says, how did you even get into this life? How did you ever come to know God? Now hold yourself. It's about to get scary. Yes. This is, he's, he's kind of like talking as the person. I'm grumbling and complaining that it is hard. And then I'm having a very hard and difficult time. Let me ask this question. How did you ever come into the Christian life? Here you are on this narrow way, which you are complaining about so much. How did you ever leave that broad, broad way, which you were once walking? 
What what made the difference? You come from that to this. You've come from that road to this road. Because the only begotten Son of God left heaven, came down to earth, having divested himself of the insignia of his eternal glory. And he humbled himself and was born a babe and put in a manger and endured the life of this world for 33 years. He was spat upon and reviled. He had a crown of thorns thrust into his head and he was nailed upon a cross and he bore the punishment of my sins. That's how I've come from that to this. Dang. Dang. That's so tough. So we can't. The first point, like we have to really get our minds right here. Yeah. We cannot question the greatness of the Christian life. Right. This life is amazing. You have become a new creation. You went from being a dead person, not someone who is in a coma or someone who is sick by sin, but dead in sin to being alive in Christ. Like that is nothing you to eat, just... We have... This is the greatest mission, the greatest conquest Yes, that has ever, ever in the history of the world, the history of creation, Yeah, the greatest conquest ever. We are a part of it. Yeah. God is commanding us. He is leading us. Yeah. He is guiding us. And you're going through a hard time. Mm. You are. You're going through a hard time. Yeah. There's no... Remember... Remember where you came from. Yeah. Remember the truth of the gospel. Mm. Remember how you got. Do you do you really want to go back to your old life? Right. Do you really want to go back? Just think for a second. Think about your old life. Yeah. Just I can't even imagine going back to that life. No. I couldn't. I can't be I can't live that life right now. No. Is at times does it look really good? Oh, it's tempting. Do I fall sometimes in sin? Yeah. Absolutely. But there is nothing I wouldn't do to stay away from that life. Yeah. That life is terrible. It leads to destruction. There's nothing good in it. No. Just a bunch of fun for a couple 80 years and then you're done. Yep. Great. Now what? No God. Yeah. Separation. Yeah. Wrath. That's it. We have God. We have Christ, and he has us. Mm-hmm. He is called us. Yes. He loves us. Our God has saved us. Let's remember these things. Remember those things. Understand you're going through a hard time. We all go through those hard times, and mm-hmm. that doesn't minimize your hard time. No. But remember the remember the truths that, that you once were so in love with. Remember them. Go back to them. Mm-hmm. Go back to them. Look through them again. Remind yourselves of them often. You need it. I need it. We we need these truths. Yeah. I need Grant to tell me the gospel every day. Yeah. Bro, every once in a while. And obviously, like, that's not necessarily, like, I, that is probably true. It's yeah. not something that's necessarily, like, happened. Mm. Like, we don't, we don't sit around and do that every day, like, bro. But we're always talking about the truth of God's word. Yeah. We're always, we're always putting on our, putting ourselves in good positions to encourage one another. Yeah. And, and as believers, I think when, um, we kind of think that, oh, well, we know the gospel. Okay. You know, the gospel, you know, we're supposed to share the gospel with people who aren't believers. No, share the gospel with believers too. Cause the gospel is the greatest reminder that the Christian can hear 
ever. I'll come up to Grant sometimes and I'll be like, bro, you need to just tell me the gospel right now. Or he'll come up to me and say, hey, bro, I need to hear the gospel. Yeah, I'm going through it. Remind me. I'm struggling. Yeah. You know, I've fallen in this area or that area. You know, things that I'm working on and, I, and I'm struggling with. The keyword struggling. Yeah. I need to hear the gospel again because I'm starting to, I'm starting to feel this, the weight of this. Yeah. Another point we have to remember is that this life is, is so it's, it's a moment, right? And so we just have a couple of verses here to encourage you this last couple seconds of this podcast, second Corinthians four seventeen and 18 for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comprehension, beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Mm. So we're not, we, we can't focus so much on our pity, yeah. on, on this, this party we got thrown for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It really is. Yeah. We have to remember these things. Right. And in Galatians 6, verse 9 says, And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. So remember, don't give in to hopelessness. Do not give up on Christ. Mm. Remind yourself Push of the gospel. Push into him. Yes. Remind yourself of the gospel. This is a hard time for you. Push into him. Yeah. Trust in Christ. Mm. He really, truly is the only source of joy that will ever, ever last. Yeah. Everything else is vanity. Mm. Seek him during this hard time and don't just... You know, don't just ask for a big breakthrough. Ask for him to grow you during this time, mm. to grow you closer to him, and to grow your reliance on him in this. Yeah. Remember the second point. Don't give up the fight for joy. Mm. Don't just think that this is everlasting. This, this is the end. This is not the end. No. You're going to get through this. Push into Christ. Remember yeah. the gospel. Remember why you're here. Mm. Remember the the greatness of the Christian life. Yeah. Remember, Christ is the reason we call it a Christian life. Yeah. Right? Jesus Christ is the one who we're following, and he's God. Right. We want to follow him. Get into the word, and and don't pursue these artificial stimulants. Yeah. Don't don't go drinking just to, to fill this void you got. Yeah. Don't fall into old sins and habits. Don't, don't do drugs to try to fill this void. Don't, don't sit on Netflix all day. Don't sit on your... your social media account all day long. Right. Don't play your games all day long. You need Christ. Yeah. You don't just feed this addiction or or this thing that you're trying to to get joy from. It's never yeah. going to work. You're right. always going to have to push further into that that mm-hmm. substance or that entertainment or whatever the case may be. Yeah. You always need a new show. Yeah. So. Seek God, seek his word and and seek community. Seek biblical community for people to pour into you during this time too. Yeah. That's so huge. Yeah. And that's, so this is a, this is just one episode. We're going to get into that another, on the next episode that we do on, on spiritual depression. But yeah, we really hope that you've enjoyed this. We hope that it's, it's been an encouragement to you. All the things that we're saying to you right now, these are things we're working through too. Mm. So this isn't like, oh, me and Grant, we're just, we're some experts. And I hope that you can, you can see that in, in our, in our attitude, but Go check out the Society of Reform podcasts. Yes. Um, we are a part of them. They were amazing guys. They, yes. they do a lot of really great things. 
Very smart. We're very honored to be a part of their of their society. So go check them those guys out. Follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook. Facebook. You cannot, however, <laughs> follow us on Parlor. Parlor was that the name of it? I forgot. Uh, you R. can't R. follow Parlor. us on Parlor because that got canceled. Um, but yeah, subscribe to us on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast on. Leave us a review. That helps us a lot. Um, leave a little comment. If you think we're doing great, let us know. If you think that we sound like a bunch of quacks, let us know that too. Um, womp us if you need to. Womp us. But Don't womp us. Don't womp us, please. Cheese. See ya.